Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? The Chick Foley Show is back on the attack. I think we had a little bit of a false start um, a couple weeks ago when we said we were kind of back at full force. Uh, me and Sheena kind of jumped the gun a little bit because there was still a shitload of unpacking left to do. We were just really excited to be recording a pod in our new house. Uh, but the brand new and improved Sharpshooter Studios is up and running. Uh, we got a wall of figures that I'm staring at right here as we record. And I think we're all set to get back in the podcasting groove. We're going to be talking Forbidden Door, Money in the Bank, and do a little fantasy booking for San Diego Comic-Con on the figure front. But before we get into all that, let me welcome the stars of the show. First off, Sheena, what is going on? Oh man, everything. Um, I've been elbow deep in all of our gardens, tending the chickens. Jordan got to see firsthand uh, Sheena. He got to see Godwina, the the hen farmer. (laughs) He got to see it in full force. He got to help us uh, move a coop across the yard. Um, And now I'm, uh, I'm stuck this weekend, you know, spending my 4th of July weekend. I got roped into uh, basically house sitting my neighbor's uh, pet zoo that they got going on. We got fish, we got multiple cats, multiple dogs. Cat needs medication. The like cat every needs every other day. Half of, <laughs> half yeah. she was like, I mean, they're super nice. They're super nice people, but uh, yeah, they were like, you know, hey, you careful watch our dogs. And I've I've dog sat and dog nannied for like you know a, a, a bajillion times. You know, no big deal. I was like, sure, no big deal. Uh, and then I get over there, and the wife was like, you know, oh, did Michael tell you about our cats? I was like, no, what's what's going on with the cat? She's like, well, he has to have a half a half a dose of prednisone every other day. And you, and I was like, oh, you have to give a cat, the cat medication. You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but every cat I've ever been around has been a little bit standoffish. So thinking about having to like open this cat's mouth and like cram a pill down there, like. I'm already dreading this for tomorrow. Yeah, so same. I don't fuck with cats who are in like perfect all conditions normal. I still don't really like cats that much, man. So <laughs> I don't dislike I cats. Them. I'm pretty much cat neutral. I don't, I don't dislike cats, but uh, you know, we're getting a cat pretty before long. So we are, yeah. yeah, we're getting a cat to take care of the, uh, what thing goes along with having the animals to get a little bit of mice. Yeah. And, and birds there, so. and all we're keeping them, you know, keeping I was, everybody I was in shape. I'm them off with the traps, man, but it's just onesie twosie. I kind of want to get a cat to get some serious population control going on these, uh, these mice in the backyard where it gets cold outside. <laughs> and that'll do it for this week's farm talk. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> we're just ca- we're catching you up on the uh you know Chick- chick-fil-a farmstead you know <laughs> tell the listeners where they can find your regular social media at if they uh if they haven't been keeping up with all the hijinks oh you can find me at sheena phelps s-h-e-e-n-a-p-h-e-l-p-s all right marco what is going on up in massachusetts Nothing much. I'm just uh just excited to be uh back in the groove with you guys. It's been seems like it's been like ages, ages and ages without you know hearing hearing your your sweet angelic voices. Um, so I'm just I'm just excited. That's all. Yeah, man. Uh, Jordan, what is up out in the Midwest? Dude, things are good. Um. Still coming off the high of being at Forbidden Door. We'll get into that, but uh, I'm just excited to be back with you guys again. It's been a it's been a while, man. Um, it hasn't been a while. You were literally here just like weekend before last. Okay, so I, I was there with you guys two weeks ago, but we haven't done a Chick Foley show in over a that's month. That's true. Two weeks. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, come on. <laughs> um, Jordan, was there any hijinks compared to uh, Always Ready? 
Uh, no, there was, was it a more professional experience. Th- this was a lot more professional. Um, they actually gave you about 24 inches of seat to put your ass on. So that was a, that was a good start. Um, yeah, it was, a this wasn't in a bingo hall by any means. So United center is definitely ready for a big crowd. So yeah, there were, there was no, uh, Knoxville shenanigans at in Chicago. Were there wings to be eaten after the show? Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny that because it took us forever to get back to our hotel from the United Center. It was a it was a doozy. But uh, to keep with the trend of wrestling weekend pizza, we did get a pizza delivered at two thirty in the morning. So, oh yeah, wow, well, yeah. Why would you eat wings if you're was in Chicago? Domino's you gotta have pizza. It was not Domino's. It was uh, Pequod. So it was Chicago pizza. Oh God, dude, you're subhuman. No, no, what's no, wrong no, with Chicago? No, no, style it pizza? wasn't. It wasn't deep dish. It was. It was just Pequod Chicago oh, pizza. Okay, all right. Well, I guess I should back off. A little yeah, bit from that back the fuck off. You don't even know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, all Chicago pizza is good pizza. pizza. I just had to assume that it was you know Chicago style deep dish. Well, let's get for assuming. <laughs> all right, Sheena. Remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. Most importantly, you can find all of our Foley Fam hijinks over at ChickFoleyShow.com. All right, and we want to remind you guys to use code Chick Foley to save ten percent on all your ringside collectibles purchases, and use code PF10 to save. 10% at Chalkline, courtesy of the Pod Foundation. Again, make sure you check out the Pod Foundation, Turnbuckle Tavern, Extra Cooler, and Coming Down the Aisle for all of your wrestling podcast needs. All right, you guys ready to get into Forbidden Door? Yeah. Let's go. All right, so Sheena, you can kick us off. Just kind of give us your overall thoughts on the show, how it came off presentation-wise. Like, What did you think of this truly historic event? I thought it was cool. I really enjoyed it. You guys know I'm the resident um, NJPW uh, mark of all of you guys. Like yeah. I, I keep up with ev- everything. Yeah, the expert, um, everything that's going on over there. So I really enjoyed the show. Uh, but on a serious note, I thought it was awesome. I I didn't get to see much of the buy-in, even though the buy-in was like as long as the damn show. Um, I was kind of doing stuff, getting the kids to bed, you know, doing the, doing the farm thing. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I thought the show was... Uh, Crowd was hot. That definitely the crowd it, was so thanks, Jordan. hot. I'm going to yeah. single handedly give you the credit for the the hot crowd all night long, man. Look, I was <laughs> into it, man. And then uh, we were on TV basically every time somebody come out came out to the ring. So th- they definitely got me in all my glory that night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were you guys drinking? What was uh, what what beer was flowing there at the arena? Uh, they basically had everything. So they had all the Chicago beers. They had a bunch of Goose Island, uh, Bush Light, Old Style. What's that? Any old style. There was no dude. Old style is really hard to find anywhere you go. I know. I know that seems like it's a foreign concept, but that's a Milwaukee beer. So it, oh, it, I always thought old style was Chicago beer. No, man. That's a Milwaukee beer. So it's it's harder to find um, than you would think. So uh, yeah, it was just it was the regulars plus Goose Island. I mean, th- they had a ton of stuff. So uh, yeah, definitely a cool place. What did you think was the match of the night, Jordan? Oh, this is no question. I think this is uh, probably match of the year for me. Uh, Will Ospreay and Orange Cassidy. Yes. Was okay. See, I thought I on, thought that was a hot take for me. I was thinking that. That's. I think that's the best match I've ever seen live in person. I, I like that match was unfucking real. They yeah. just never stopped. Yeah, it was awesome, dude. I thought I thought it made um, Orange Cassidy look like a million bucks, dude. Even though, I, I don't know, I think a lot of people were hating on that match because they were like, oh, why does Will Ospreay have to fight Orange Cassidy, you know, of all people? Uh, but it, Orange Cassidy just got in there and showed him that, like, you know, he can freaking go, dude. 
you know, Orange Cassidy, dude, people will criticize him and say he's like, you know, a meme wrestler or whatever, or like, you know, he's he wouldn't survive like in the attitude era. Dude, Orange Cassidy is like the most old school wrestler in the game, man. He makes every single thing that he does counts. He's fully committed to his gimmick, like in and out of the ring. I love the dude. I think he's one of the best in the biz right now. And yeah, I, I agree. His match with Osprey was just incredible. It was very they they took a page from the uh, the playbook from when him and Pac wrestled back in uh, twenty nineteen. Yeah, but um, but they they stepped it up a notch. I mean, what, what about you, Mark? What was your match of the night? I mean, I mean, me and Jordan actually just talking about this before the show. Definitely that match. Um, close second would definitely be the uh, the triple threat tag team match um, with a dramatic return um, from the shoulder injury. But no, I mean. Anyone that denies Orange Cassidy of his of his skill in the ring is just lying to themselves. Um, For sure, that dude's you know he's in, he's insane. I've always been a huge fan of Orange Cassidy, um, and we were just talking about like obviously he was supposed to be Andrade um, that was supposed to face Will Ospreay, and I'm not I'm not sure if that match comes off as awesome. I'm not sure if we're saying that's match of the night if Andrade faces a uh, uh, no Will Ospreay. So yeah, I'm gl- I'm glad it was Orange Cassidy. And, he definitely kept up with Will Ospreay with Billy Goat. It was fun. I think it just kept it interesting, you know, because like you said, you knew you knew if it was going to be Will Ospreay and Andrade, it was just going to be like this like technical, awesome technical match. But yeah. like with Orange Cassidy, you just didn't know what was going to happen or what kind of hijinks were going to go down. And I thought there was like the perfect sprinkling of like you know funny stuff and comedy without it being too much. Um, and I thought Will Ospreay selling for Orange Cassidy was great. I just I loved it all. Dude, that uh, that triple threat tag match almost killed the crowd. When when Dax got hurt and walked to the back, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the crowd died. Like FTR got one of the biggest pops of the night. Man, those guys are so over. Um, somebody yeah, handed out the FTR signs in our section. Um, so it, yeah, when he went to the back, like it, the crowd just completely died. Everybody sat down. And then he made his triumphant return, and everybody got jacked again. So yeah, that was awesome. True, everybody's just everybody's just counting all the injuries that keep piling up, dude. This is like that year in WWE, like what was it 2016 when like everybody maybe was hurt, dude. Early 2016. Yeah, and uh, this is happening with AEW. It's, I think it's for a totally different reason, though. You know, um, WWE. I feel like they were just basically running their their stars into the ground with like this just overpacked, jam packed schedule and not giving their guys a break. Whereas like AEW, they're just so hard hitting and freaking hardcore and brutal and shit. They're just beating their guys to death. You know, I think that's Santana actually got hurt in the, uh, the blood and guts match tonight. He was giving a rock bottom to somebody. One of the, one of the guys in the Jericho appreciation society, his ankle like just gave out. So mm. hopefully it was just a sprained ankle or something and not like a ruptured, uh, Achilles, but it definitely looked pretty bad. And you noticed at the end of the night, uh, he was, he was still in the back. He wasn't out there celebrating yeah. with the rest and of the And Cole guys. got hurt. Uh, too so he got his freaking like a concussion or something right yeah he definitely had his bell rung that's why that ending was uh was kind of botched there on the fatal four-way uh fast forward to the end of the night we saw it in with mox standing tall rocking the crimson mask and the AEW interim championship marco i'll put you on the spot man assuming that at all out we get a main event for the undisputed AEW championship between mox and cm punk who's walking out of there with the belt damn that's a that's a wow um I, f- I feel I feel like I feel like Mox is gonna walk out as the uh, as a champion. Um, I think uh, Tony Khan and his um, love for CM Punk, not that it died down, but you know he's not gonna be as infatuated with CM Punk as he was when he first came in. 
Um, and Mox is a true champion in my eyes, essentially. Like he's the one that carried that, that yeah that belt after Jericho. Like he 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 did that that uh, that title of service, I think, as being the champion. So I think I think he's a better choice of the two. Um, uh, just I mean, just because it's Mox and he can I mean he can carry the company. I'm not sure if CM Punk is uh is capable of doing so. And I know you guys are huge fans of uh, CM Punk. So, <laughs> Oh yeah. CM Schmuck. He carried the company for all of about two days. And yeah. uh, we saw, you know, what, what was his leg gave out, right? His foot. Yeah. Um, I think the big thing with Mox too, is even though they haven't really brought it into kayfabe, he's got like one of the biggest baby face redemption stories going right now, you know, yeah. from the, uh, uh, checking into rehab and everything. And he's been so public. Uh, he did that really great interview with Sports Illustrated last week. I encourage anybody that didn't find it, just search like Mox Rehab Sports Illustrated on Google and it'll come up. Um, but it was uh, just really kind of touching. You know, he's talked about like just the everyday shit that like anybody goes to. Like he was at home um, handing out trick or treat candy and stuff as he was like making the phone call to go into rehab. It's pretty insane that he was, and he had just come off a wrestling show. You know, he'd wrestled less than 24 hours before he went into rehab. And he talked about how he was starting to hate wrestling because he felt like if he could just have some time at home, he could have figured it out on his own. But then he, he finally gave up and just said he needed help. So pretty courageous. Cause you remember he was heading into a pay-per-view match with, with uh, Brian Danielson at the time when that happened and they had yep. to scramble. And I think they ended up putting Danielson and Miro together. Um, but yeah, I go. I could go on and on about Mox. He's by far my favorite wrestler in AEW. But uh, but yeah, Jordan, what, what do you think, man? Do you think CM Punk's going to uh, keep the run going? I, I'm hoping if I could kayfabe fantasy book it, I would hope we see CM Punk really make the full heel turn that he teased against Hangman to uh, to keep the belt against Mox and just extend this thing a little bit more. But but what do you think? How do you see it playing out heading into September? So just one more thing to close the door on um, Forbidden Door in the Mox match. Dude, by the end of that match, he was actually getting booed. It, it was pretty surprising. I mean, it was 90% of the crowd was cheering for Tanahashi, which I was kind of shocked over. Um, you think it's just because they wanted to see something new? Like maybe they were intrigued by just a new Japan guy um, when the belt, or is it just is Chicago, just not a Mox town? What was your read on it? I don't, it has nothing to do with Mox, dude. People just love Tanahashi. And I mean, the amount of times you've gotten to see him wrestle on American soil, you can probably count on one hand. So. It, it's just something different, obviously. So it's just a change of pace. It, it, it had nothing to do with Mox. Um, having said that, so they announced the the Rumble on Friday night where the winner is going to face Mox um, at a later date. Yeah, baby, Royal Dude, Rampage. I got a weird feeling about that, that they're doing that for a reason. I think Mox got banged up in that match the other night. Um, yeah, he he in his um, presser after the show, he said he thought, thought he was concussed. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm not saying it's for sure going to happen and they're going to take the belt off him before all out, but I, I, it honestly wouldn't surprise me at this point. Hmm. I mean, he got through blood and guts tonight. Okay. I didn't yeah. think he, uh, no, he, didn't, he, he didn't, I mean, it's Mox, dude. He's insane. The dude will do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like he'll put exactly. his body through anything to get through a match. Um, but if they do CM Punk and Mox, Man, dude, can you imagine if he seriously pinned CM Punk in Chicago? They might rush the ring. <laughs> I think it'll be safe. I don't think it'll be too yeah. much of a. I think he. It, I don't know. I think the Chicago like crowd would be behind Mox in that in that match. Oof. No, I think uh, over their hometown hero. Uh, I mean, it depends. Depends on what CM Punk is at at the time. Like what the, what his storyline looks like. I mean, I mean, he'll be he'll be fresh back know. from an injury. It, 
I don't think it matters, dude. I think Chicago is always going to cheer for CM Punk, dude. I don't know. I think regardless. Mox, uh, I don't know. Mox has your heart and mind. So with the fans, <laughs> he, he, he tugs at your heartstrings. So I think, uh, especially if they have a promo, a promo off before that, which they probably will, um, you'll see. And you, I think definitely Mox will win that that promo. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, like he, like Marco just nailed it, man. I feel like Mox is like hater proof, where CM Punk is like. You can hate him easily. I don't know how anybody fucking likes him, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is right here. I mean, he's, a, he's a bad friend. He's just like a, you know, cocky asshole. I don't know. This don't right know here is, is the best thing about AEW, though. Not one of us knows what's going to happen. That's, that's exactly. the best that's thing about AEW. AEW rocks, man. Yeah, they're absolutely killing it, get, dude. For the yeah. little stuff that annoys us about it, like there's 15 other things that I absolutely love. And yeah, I look. For, I was telling my mom tonight that, uh, you know, my mom's here visiting and she was, you know, she didn't know that wrestling came on Wednesday nights. And I was like, dude, Wednesday night is the night for wrestling every single week. So pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we love AEW. Uh, moving over to the action figure front, uh, Marco, if you could get one figure made from Forbidden Door, what would you go with? Oh, man. I mean, definitely love the Thunder Rosa. Uh, yeah, Thunder Rosa's. Yeah. Yeah, the entrance gear was mage. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, other than that, I'm, I'm kind of like drawing a blank. I mean, just, I mean, other, other than that, I'd probably go with, uh, I mean, Okada. Just like it, I mean, I'm not sure if they'd be able to make him, but I think that'd be a pretty cool, like, um, exclusive, like, AEW fig, maybe like a one off um, thing. But other than that, uh, Thunder Rosa, I think, gets my pick for for a figure out of that Forbidden Door. I think I'd probably go with the Minoru Suzuki. I know Storm Collectibles has got one coming out this year, but I'd yeah. love to see AEW do that because, you know, Storm, their scale is always a little bit off. Uh, what about you, Jordan? Yeah, true. Uh- I would go with uh, Will Ospreay, hundred percent. That gear yeah, he got yeah. on was Will Ospreay, yeah. yeah, Will Ospreay does look awesome. I really, I used to say Seth and Kenny was my most wanted match. I feel like Seth and Will Ospreay is probably my most wanted match. I want to see right now in the whole world. If I was booking like you know, uh, the, you know, Chick Foley Fest, the the super card, I think the main <laughs> event would be Seth and uh, Will Ospreay. Uh, did you guys watch Blood and Guts tonight? Yeah. Yes. What did uh, Jordan? What, what was your thoughts on the, the specifically the blood and guts match? And then we'll go to some of the other highlights from the show. Okay, so I, I think my complaint about blood and guts is a lot of people's complaint. It takes so damn long to get the actual match started. Like, yeah, bro, I, I mean, dude, yes. it's thirty minutes to even get the match going. Like, dude, Cesaro and or sorry, Claudio and uh, Sammy had been in there thirty minutes before the match even started. Like Jesus, yeah, that's dude. ridiculous. Come dude. on, man. There's got to be a better way to do this. Like we can do two minute inter- intervals. We don't need four minutes between entries. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like with the match structure, like you need to weave some sort of storyline into it, man. Like either you know you could go to the tried and true cliche of having somebody getting laid out and stretchered out so they can come back later on in the match or something. But I feel like it was just guys beating on each other for yeah. thirty minutes, and even if the action is good. It's just hard to get too invested because there's none of that sense of urgency because you know the match can't end. Yeah, shit. Even the, even the last guys that came in beat on each other for thirty minutes by the time the match got over. Like it, it was ridiculous. It's, it's too long. I love the match. I love the concept of it. The two ring thing. We've talked about this numerous times. Two or three rings. Sign me up for it. I think it's awesome. Always looks awesome. Yeah, but. They have to find out a way to shorten the match because it, it always is cool, but it just goes too long. I need to go back and look 
uh, I need to actually compare like the, you know, they always do like the pre-match graphics with the rules. Gina loves those where it's yeah. like, you know, a whole page full of small text. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> we need to look and com- do like, if anybody from the Foley fans listening, if you want to do some quick research for us, we'll get you a, a Chick Foley show sticker in the mail. I want to see a side by side for the NXT rules compared to the AEW rules. Cause I feel like the NXT war games matches have been hitting more times than not over the last couple of years. It's something about it. It just seems a little bit more fast paced. Yeah. Um, and the action just keeps you moving. I don't know. It's something about the pacing on this. I felt like the AEW ones, they they just turn into a slog kind of for that, like, yeah. you know, 35 to 40 minutes in the mm-hmm. middle. Whereas it seems like NXT's like, they have constant high spots coming up. Yeah. Whoa. Somebody's got some, some serious uh, diesel action, dude. <laughs> I don't know if that was a diesel or somebody's vibrator or what. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was outside my house. It was definitely Jeez. in Nebraska. Somebody's having fun in their backyard tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the war games, dude, they come out every five minutes, but it's only four people on each team. Oh, so maybe that's what it was. Yeah, six yeah. people is a lot. Yeah, they should have just started off as like two on two or something. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Or maybe just have like both teams start at the same time. I don't know. I don't really. That's what I say. Why are we? Why are we just letting one person in at a time? Just freaking. Let's just go. You know, all brawl, dude. Yeah, yeah we're just doing like every minute. Make it quick. I don't know. We we've definitely been on record on this show. This is a drum that the Chick Foley Show collectively has been beating for a couple of years. That War Games is one of the all time like disappointments like never really lives up to the hype you know it always seems really really cool it's absolutely incredible to like reenact it in with your figures and stuff but uh the actual matches can sometimes be a chore to sit through well yeah. now it's it's definitely not going to be as good because we don't have william regal there to say whoa games so, but they, yeah. they, tried it. they tried it with the blood and guts it didn't really yeah. uh you know, hit the same way, but loading guts. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not going to hit the same. <laughs> what did you guys think of the uh, swerve to end all swerves? Christian Cage coming out and bringing out his new protege, freaking Lucha Soros, with the new all black look, the yeah. new theme music, like. Dude, where, where's I have to tell go me back. a lie I, where when you need it, man? Yeah, I'm so pissed because you guys know how much I love Jurassic Express, dude, and. uh I was out, you know, again, doing hashtag farm shit. And uh, I came back in and Seth said, dude, Luchasaurus just turned heel. I'm like, what the hell, dude? How does this happen when I'm like, you know, literally doing something else? Well, yeah. So I had to, go, I had to go back and see that. Somebody out of those, out of Jungle Boy or Luchasaurus had to turn heel out of that, dude. They, they couldn't just like roll on like, oh, man, everything's good. Like, I even told Seth, I was like, they, now they're going to have to put Luchasaurus with somebody else last week. And then they just throw him with Christian. I was like, all right, maybe that was a little quick. Yeah, the the fact that he's with Christian kind of sucks. I am here for to see what to see what a, a heel Luchasaurus is all about. You guys know I love I love me some freaking dinosaur action, dude. Like I'm I'm here for it. The new music's cool. I can't wait to get a figure. The new look looks really, really awesome. It'd yeah. probably be pretty easy for a customizer to make it. It looks like he kind of just blacked out one of his masks he already had, but but yeah, very, very uh, interesting turn of events. And I think it probably makes sense. It, it, Jungle Boy and Christian should be really cool, but uh, now now we can space that a little bit because he's obviously obviously gonna have to get through uh, through Luchasaurus first. Oh man! Uh, let's have a drink and then we will talk some money in the bank. All 
right, it's time for my favorite part of the show, the weekly beverage break. This is where we tell you guys what we are sipping on as we record the show. Uh, I'll start it off. I'm keeping it basic this week. I'm drinking a bush light out of the John Deere Farmer's Can. Shane, nice. What are you Appropriate. Um, this is uh, from Exile Brewing Company out of Des Moines, Iowa. It's called Tico Time. Tropical wheat ale with passion fruit and pink guava. So really good, really refreshing. Um, definitely something you need to get your hands on for the summertime. All right. Jordan, what are you drinking, man? I am drinking Working for the Weekend Double IPA from Spiteful Brewing out of Chicago. This is one of the beers I grabbed on the way back from Chicago along with $300 more beers. So I really Jeez. I really go all out when I go out of town. I like to bring back some some brews to my hometown. <laughs> is it a uh, is it like a citrus IPA? Is it dank? Is it an imperial? What give it give us some details, bro? It, it's it's more of a dank IPA. There's no no citrus notes at all. This one is mm, just straight up. It's like it, the OG. Yeah, it just hits you hits you right in the face. It's it's not a uh, it's not not meant to be a summer beer. <laughs> all right, Marco, finish this off. What are you drinking, man? Um, pretty. I mean, I'm not sure if this is a uh, just plain, but uh, just a Guinness. Nothing too fancy, just a uh, just sipping on a nice uh, nice glass. Opened it up really good. Um, let let the uh, let the air let the air hit first. Pour it at the forty five degree angle as you're supposed to in a glass, and uh, yeah, it's 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 tasty. I can do like one Guinness every two years, and it's got to be. It's got to be so cold that it hurts my teeth, man. Like that's uh, I, I do enjoy a Guinness if, when it's like that, but I don't know. I just I rarely get the craving for it, man. But definitely good choices and a nice variety of beers. So let's hear from the two bad chads, and then we'll get into this weekend's big event. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern. Available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. All right, this Saturday we got Money in the Bank. This is uh, like WrestleMania 7 Part 2. You know, that show was supposed to be at the... uh, the LA Coliseum and ended up being at the forum because of uh, slow ticket sales. So WWE hyped this one up as a more intimate uh, experience instead <laughs> yeah. of being at uh, Allegiant Stadium. It was going to be in the MGM Grand Garden Studio. Uh, should be a fun event though. Um, let's get into it. Sheena, who is the best choice to win the men's Money in the Bank? So, you know, my, my gut always wants to go with Seth Rollins first. Anytime Seth Rollins is in a match, I feel like I'm always like, yes, Seth should win. But um, I'm also thinking, like, I would love to see Matt Riddle win Money in the Bank. Um, I think it's just Matt Riddle is over like Rover. He's definitely showed that he can go, um, you know, toe-to-toe with Roman Reigns. Um, and um, I think it'll just change up the main event scene, you know. I mean, clearly we've seen that – WWE has not done a great job building up new stars uh, over the course of the last couple of years while Roman's been, you know, having his reign on top. But because, uh, I mean, they went back to Brock and Roman when 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 shit goes sideways. They're like, oh, God, we got to sell some tickets. Dude. We're going back to Brock and Roman. And I feel like it's like a toxic relationship. They just yeah, keep coming back to each other. Exactly. It always dude. ends the same with an underwhelming match at a big. <laughs> exactly. So I would love to see Riddle shake it up, get in there 
win a title, dude. And I mean, and it would be a really heartfelt moment, I think, if, if Riddle wins the money in the bank and he can, you know, dedicate it to Randy and just be all like, you know, just super baby face. I, I, I'm, I'm going for Matt Riddle. He's got some serious kayfabe uh, motivation and incentive to win also because, you know, the stipulation on their match from SmackDown last Friday night was that if he loses, he can never challenge Roman for the belt again. So this is really his only path back into title contention. Um, good pick. I still think Seth's the best choice just because Seth's the best choice to win any match that he's in. Um, Jordan, all right, man, you've been my best friend for 11 years. If it's one thing I know about you, I know you love to hate on the WWE. So I'm going to give you your chance right now. Tell me who would be the worst choice. What is the darkest timeline for Mr. (laughs) Money in the Bank this year? I mean, if everyone doesn't agree on this, I don't know what we're doing here. If Omos wins the fucking briefcase, <laughs> I might stop watching wrestling, period. I'm not even joking. <laughs> Dude, if he wins and somehow cashes in at SummerSlam, I'm I'm just going to walk out. You guys can just catch up with me later. I'm out. <laughs> I, I can't see any scenario where that happens, man. I could... I could, I could see an ending for any of the other guys, but definitely not Omos, man. I just... I don't know. Even WWE can't be that crazy. I'd be like, that would be like when Jinder Mahal won the belt, you know? Mm-hmm. No, this would be worse than that, I think. So I couldn't find anything, man. Marco, you could probably help us out. You're definitely the most in tune with the the week to week TV. For they're still announcing, they're, they're still advertising it as there's a, a TBD or a to be announced getting yep. added to this match. I couldn't see anything about like a last chance qualifier on SmackDown or any sort of match like that. Are we just ha- is this a straight up mystery man that's going to be involved on Saturday? <laughs> yeah, they haven't. Yeah, they haven't announced anything for a SmackDown. Like a, I mean, they might. Who knows? It's 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 yeah, Monday. it could be something we could be getting our hopes up right now. And then yeah. they'll be like Butch is fighting Xavier Woods for the last spot in the, yeah. in the bank or something like that. Um, from I was I mean, thinking if it is a mystery uh, thing, what if it's Cena, man? You know, Cena just came back Monday night. Yeah, a lot of yeah, people, but I don't see Cena hanging around for a, for a long period of time. You know what I mean? I don't see him. Well, I'm not saying he'll win, but maybe he's just in the match. Yeah, True. I mean, there's that and there's, you know, it doesn't on SmackDown. It doesn't. I mean, they could actually bring raw guys into as well and do like a last last uh, attempt to get in for like the guys that lost. But um, I mean, a lot of people think Cena might show up um, if they do keep it under wraps, if they don't do something on Friday. Uh, the other thing a lot of people are, a lot of people are speculating is uh, is good old MJF uh, that he might be the mystery guy if they do not announce anybody. At all. Can you imagine? That'd be that would be insane in Vegas. I mean, uh, UFC's yeah. right after it. Actually, uh, at ten o'clock, you have the UFC pay per view. Uh, so it's back to back. It's going to be a busy night in Vegas. So yeah. there's a lot of people around there. You never know. But um, you know what else I wouldn't put past them as much as they've been building them up. What if they have Cody come in at the end, a la Brock from mm-hmm. Money in the Bank 2019? He could just run out climb the ladder and grab the briefcase. You know, he, he kind of teased it on his updates that he's, he's never straight up ruled out being in money in the bank. So yep. he could, uh, you know, he could go, go get the briefcase and then still just be, um, you know, go back to rehabbing for the next six months. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued by this TBD, but at the same time, I feel like if it was that big a deal, they would already been hyping it up as, you know, there's going to be a mystery opponent for mm-hmm. the match. I, yeah. I, I think it's much more likely we get something like, like I said, you know, Dolph Ziggler versus whoever for the last spot on Friday night. I mean, yeah, I we are we're ignoring a big one though. Like, uh, what if it's She's Bray in- Wyatt? Now he that has, he has be he has returned at Money in the Bank before when he came back yeah. in the butcher uh, apron. 
Like 2015. Dude, if it's Bray, I'm full invested in WWE again. I think it's uh I think that's gonna be the Miz or something. Yeah. Jordan Jordan's gonna break out the white linen pants. <laughs> I will never ever do that again. I can assure you, I am not wearing pants at SummerSlam weekend. It's gonna be 120 degrees probably that weekend. <laughs> oh, I, don't see crack up. I don't see what's funny. <laughs> okay, let's go over to the ladies, Marco. Who which woman in this match do you think needs this win the most? Not the one we want to see. Not who we think is going to win. Who absolutely needs this win to keep their career from from kind of stalling out? Um, going with Becky Lynch. Definitely needs a win, I think. I mean, she definitely needs a win. I was yeah. going to say Liv Morgan. Um, but I think it seems like Becky Lynch is kind of like floundering right now. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's like the storyline or what they're doing or if it's an actual thing. But uh, I think just to save her character um i think she definitely needs a win and i can definitely see her cashing in on ronda rousey that's the other side of that too if she does win yeah i think Liv. i feel like liv's been in this spot so much where she's got all the momentum and they just don't pull the trigger on it i feel like at a certain point it's like if it's not gonna happen if it hasn't happened yet it's never gonna happen and i feel like we may be getting close to that uh what do you think jordan Who, who needs to get the w this this saturday night uh i agree with Liv. I, I still don't think Becky needs it. Yeah, she is floundering, but dude, I don't, I don't know, man. It just seems like they have something else planned for her. It, it everything they're doing with her just seems weird. And yeah, I feel know, like they're trying to run back like John Cena in 2012, where they tried to hype it up as like you know he's in the worst year of his career, and it was still like a pretty decent year for anybody else. Yeah. But you know, I feel like they're trying to do something like that. Yeah, I, I agree on Liv though. I think that would. I think that would be a good choice for Money in the Bank. All right. Let's hear from the Extra Cooler before we get into some figure talk. Hey, everyone. It's Nick, better known as Extra Cooler. Is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past? Yes, there is. It's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice-cold beverages. If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show, where each episode... My Survivor Series team and I review an old-school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. Do you think we're gonna to need to retire the uh, the Ric Flair drip from the Figure Four intro after his uh, his last match, SummerSlam weekend? Maybe his last days to... on Earth. You mean? <laughs> <laughs> I saw he did an interview. He was like, "Yeah, you know, people were worried about my health for uh, for this match. The only issues I have is, you know, I got to stop taking my blood thinners a couple of days before and the pacemaker. It's like, God. oh, so it's only your heart and your blood. That's all you're worried <laughs> That's about. That's it. No big deal." <laughs> Oh my God. Other than that, you know, he's in ship shape. I wouldn't sweat it. <laughs> all right. So uh, it would be impossible to get caught up on all the figure news over the last couple weeks. So we're going to do a little bit of good old fantasy booking and we'll kind of reset with analysis of the news uh, next week. So we know we got San Diego Comic-Con coming up in a couple months. We're going to do some, some predictions slash wishful thinking. So... Um, use your imagination. Let your uh, you know let let your thoughts and desires run wild. Don't feel like you're constrained by 
what's contractual contractually possible right now and the bush light's starting to hit <laughs> um let's fantasy book elite 100 so we'll do six wrestlers uh and one of those can have a chase figure so um mm-hmm. Jordan, we'll let you kick it off, man. What's your fantasy lineup for Elite 100? All right, so let's go uh, Giant Gonzalez. Uh, I'm just going to go all new generation, okay? We'll go Giant Gonzalez, uh, Dwayne Gill, Dutch Mantel, (laughs) Flash Funk, and the Head Shrinkers. Okay, I don't know how well that's going to sell, dude. So Jordan, not only does he wants to commemorate Elite 100 with that being the last set that ever makes it up to retail. Because, <laughs> you know, don't get me wrong, man. Don't get me wrong. I fucking love that lineup. I would snap it up. I would pre-order on day one. Um, but I think, and, and there would be people who would be too, totally psyched for that, but it would be the very, very small minority of uh, wrestling figure collectibles and everybody else would just be passing these things by. But I do, I, I dig the creativity, man. That's, that's a good one. Uh, Marco, what are you going with? Dang. I think, uh, I mean, I know they're kind of doing this already with the greatest hits elite series, but I think they should just, um, go back to series one and kind of like update the figures. Obviously you can't do CM Punk. Um, but just swap them out with someone else. Um, but you could do definitely do like an MVP Undertaker. So you just a uh, radio series one with the latest technology like, and true effects and stuff. Yeah, true effects um, scans, and maybe do like their newer. Like you could do like obviously the newer MVP. You could do Edge, um, Judgment Day Edge, maybe um, Undertaker. Obviously, has looked at and really change. Um, Rey Mysterio has a ton of looks you can go through. Um, is this that last spot? where you know cm punk would be you'd have to throw someone else in there um so maybe like a maybe like a riddle or something like that or maybe randy orton well you could get you, instead of cm punk you could do the uh the jeff hardy that ended up getting canceled i don't even know if you could do well, jeff not, hardy. i guess he's aw now too yeah, yeah good point so um i mean they are doing a uh uh ultimate jeff hardy so who, who the hell knows <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can do it. You might be able to, but yeah, if that's the case, yeah, we'll do, you know, we'll throw Jeff Hardy in there. We'll do it. We'll do a Jeff Hardy instead of uh CM Punk. I dig it. Um, I would do basically try to span the different eras of WWE. So I'd start off with Hulk Hogan, ultimate warrior, Bret Hart, hmm. Steve Austin, John Cena, and Roman Reigns. And for the chase, I could do black and gold Roman. And then I would also do, uh, you know, he's been rocking the red gear with the red stripe boots. That would be your chase. So you give the chase figure could be the first ever, um, red gear Roman elite. So nothing too creative, but I just feel like it needs to be something really iconic for elite 100, you know, a yeah. set that's going to last, last, last the test of time. <laughs> she was wow. making faces. At wow. Are you good, you say, pal? Everything so okay? I'm, like, I'm going on like four and a half hours of sleep. So I think that's what it is. It's definitely not the booze. I've only drank, three quarters of a bush light all right sheena let's hear yours well i would i would just go with six versions of bret hart i think great choice <laughs> start with uh you know early like stampede brett you know and then go into like get the the blue version of the heart foundation brett um and you know what could be special about this elite 100 is they, they could actually make his face scans not repub you know they could fix his hair they could actually get the wispy hair right and then um, give him some good face scans and get you like do, uh, you six do Survivor different. Series ninety three, the time when he wore like the singlet, the, the shorts. shorts, yeah, the shorts, yeah, that'd be cool. I, so yeah, I, I'm just all all Brett, you know. I feel like Seth is right. They're gonna do like the six like highest grossing 
um, people that have had figures. Like, yeah, for sure. I, I just feel it'll like it'll be like a generational top pick. Yeah, yeah. be Cena, Rey Mysterio, oh, probably Randy Orton, Warrior, Alto Warrior, Hogan. Does, old, does does Undertaker sell really well? I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. It's kind of like so. Hogan sells no matter what. Yeah. Warrior sells no matter what. Undertaker's kind of hit or miss. I feel like. Can we get a new Legion of Doom? That would be awesome. That would be really awesome. I don't know what the deal is. That the, from action figure attacks posts on the WrestleFigs forums. There's definitely some sort of bad bad blood between. Uh, <laughs> and I'm all sixes and sevens. Yeah, there's some sort of bad d- blood. D- 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 declare. <laughs> Suffering succotash. <laughs> There's definitely some sort of bad blood between uh, the, the Legion of Doom's estate and uh, and WWE. So hopefully they get that sorted out because we definitely need more Hawk and Animal figures. Um, let's move to our next uh, our next fantasy booking. Jordan, what do you want to see for the next crowdfunding project? Now that uh, the new generation arena, we made it happen last year. What do you want to see get unveiled next? They already teased us with it. I want that uh, Rise War uh, entrance ramp. Like, I, I just feel like that's the, the easiest thing. I mean, not easy, but I feel like that's kind of what everybody's going to want now that they teased us with it. I mean. Yeah, that thing was awesome. Had the brood entrance, the flames. My only caveat, I would definitely pay for that, whatever price they put. But they got to give me the stuff to kit out the ring and make it like a 97, 98 Raw is War ring. You know what I mean? That, yeah. I can't I can't have that and then have to like get some different ring. You know what I mean? Like they because I, I really love this ring that we're getting. Just give me the, the new ropes and aprons and stuff to uh, to complete it out. You know. Agreed. I would, what I want, you know, me and Jordan actually talked about this on the phone yesterday. I want the, uh, <laughs> the big blue cage with the, um, what'd you think I was going to say? Nothing. I was just, uh, I, I just think it's funny that people get to live our conversations out through this podcast. Oh <laughs> yeah. Um, I want the, uh, the big blue cage from WrestleMania two with ultimate edition King Kong Bundy. You know, you wouldn't even have to. Do a new ring. It, it could totally work with the new gen ring. Um, I think that would be really, really sweet, man. And because uh, we definitely need a steel cage to go with that. Marco, what about you, man? Man, <clears throat> definitely the. Uh, they should definitely consider doing the uh, SmackDown uh, fist, like the actual like all metal like staging would be pretty awesome. Um, my second one would be um, if they could do it Monday Nitro. Um, maybe like a backlot, the backlot set where, um, Kevin Nash, um, spiked, uh, Rey Mysterio into the wall, maybe recreate that whole backstage area. That'd be pretty cool. I think, um, so you want like some double wides and shit. Yeah. Double wides, trailers, all that <laughs> stuff. It'd be pretty cool. Cops would come cause they actually, you know, actual cops came cause they thought there was like an actual, like uh beat down happening. So like, you know, like, right. little cop cars and everything. I mean, it'd be pretty ambitious, but. That'd be pretty I cool. like it. You, you get an Ultimate Edition Hall of Nash and Street Clothes and Ultimate Edition Rey Mysterio with his head dented in from where yeah. he got thrown <laughs> to the side of that trailer. Uh, Sheena, what about you? What do you want for your crowdfund project? I feel like mine would be a little bit cheaper. I'm, I'm wanting to get like the backstage interview sets. Like, I, you know, the barbershop. I definitely want a barbershop with like breakaway windows. You know, uh, I think that would be really awesome. Or like the, the funeral parlor 
I think with a double deep, double wide casket, you know? Yeah, they gave us the really great Heartbreak Hotel set with that Walmart flashback set a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if I don't know if that just costs too much to do because they never really explored it past that. Exactly, yeah. which it's is got- why crowdfunding. And, and I think if with those type of sets, you wouldn't have to invest so much. I feel like with the with the rig ring and the entrance sets and all of that, like the investment up front, I think is what holds a lot of people back. I think if you just do smaller projects, you know, I think it would be. And you could get by with doing like some really nice either cardboard or like press board backdrops and then just give us the accessories to kit it out to make it three-dimensional you know yeah. you can do cloth because the stuff's too different or, or else you know like pipe because you gotta start with piper's pit that's gotta yeah. be the first one you do yeah that's a whole damn set by itself you're gonna have to pick some if you're gonna try to do like i, I really love your idea of doing like you know three or four of them in one big set but you're gonna have to find a way to uh to cut some costs or else it's gonna be like a thousand bucks man well i'm saying i'm saying that like you could do like different crowdfunding. Like you could do one oh, like each funeral. Par- like that's why I'm saying it would be cheaper because you could do the funeral parlor. Then you could do the barbershop or, you know, the Piper's pit or whatever. You know what I mean? How about this, dude? I, I'm going to just take your idea and laser focus it, dude. And here's something that I guarantee you would get funded within a couple of weeks. All right. The barbershop set, ultimate edition, Brutus beefcake, ultimate edition, Marty Jannetty and street clothes and ultimate edition, Sean and the black jeans and the black leather jacket with breakaway window, man. Tell me that wouldn't get funded right away. Getting three figures, this awesome set from like the second best heel turn in wrestling history besides when Seth uh, joined the shield. Yeah. Well, I mean, clearly it was going to come with the figures. Did you think I was just going to give you the set without the figures? I don't know. You just said just the sets. Well, what, I mean, so what figures you got in mind? That you I mean, what what you have to go with those figures because what it, it wouldn't make sense to be like, oh, let me put this Vince McMahon figure in here. No, like you have to go with those three figures. What would you do for uh, for like the the funeral part? Ultimate I mean, edition Paul Bear. Yeah, ultimate edition Paul Bear, and then you got to have like you know like very young young Taker dude, and like I, I do like that idea. That would be pretty cool. Uh, you could do a brother love too. Do a brother love set. Yeah, with a brother love figure. Godwina exactly. is out here using her farmer money to fund fifteen hundred dollars in crowdfunding. <laughs> Jesus yeah, Christ! Yeah. She is coming up for this. Good Lord. How about something like I, for the poor folk? No, I right? feel like I had a totally good idea for a way to like cut costs and still make it economical. We you guys, I think you guys are misunderstanding. No, dude. I think you guys are misunderstanding me. I'm not saying you have to get all. You don't have to get like, oh, this is the backstage interview sets. <clears throat> I'm saying they're different. They're separate crowdfunding projects. So, so you, you crowdfund the, yeah. the Piper's Pit, and if it gets crowdfunded, you're like, "Oh, people like this. Let's do the funeral parlor." You crowdfund the funeral parlor. They like that. Move on. You know, keep it going so that it's smaller chunks. You're not like buying all of them in a big ten thousand dollar lot. If anybody's um, really interested on the business side of this. On the Major Bros just dropped a podcast interviewing, um, I don't know if he's like the CEO or the owner or what, but one of the higher ups from Super 7. And it was super technical. Got super Don't do in, whatever they're doing. Yeah, it got super in the weeds on basically how these figures are made, where the costs come from and all that. And he definitely broke it down on like how come Super 7 so expensive because people are complaining because Super 7's prices are are going up across the board and he he basically uh he basically kind of just wrapped it up for um you know why they're having to charge 55 bucks which is fine figures. 55 dollars for a premium like small batch figure is fine waiting 
12 months for your freaking figure to arrive. That's a whole nother. Well, that's because their figures are made to order. They, that's why they do, they do pre-orders only. They don't do any retail. So when they open it up for a month, they get whatever orders are made and that's how many figures are made. So that's why you can't just go out and buy super seven figures. So that's, that's their whole, I understand what you're saying. It is frustrating waiting on it, but that's their whole business model. Yeah. It's, it's kind of lame. You're, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just listen, just listen to it if you're into the business side of this stuff. It's uh, pretty interesting. All right, let's hear from Coming Down the Aisle, and then Sheen is going to give us a new show recommendation. Coming down the aisle. Do you want to feel the war of the crown? Well, strap on those spandex undies and listen to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast hosted by me, J-Bone. Each week, I have a guest ranging from wrestlers, podcasters, and even some family members. The guests pick the match, and we talk about it, along with their fandom. Also, each week, I provide my analysis in the wide world of wrestling and some figure talk. So get on, eat up, and subscribe to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts today. Ooh, yeah, dig it. El Idolo! For keeping it tranquilo, where we give you guys a uh, outside the ring entertainment recommendation. Uh, man, hearing that music makes me think back to back when Andrade it's, was still made. It's been a long time since we've heard um, our tranquilo and chill uh, music. <laughs> yes, it has. Sheena, tell us about your new television obsession. Well, okay. So first of all, it's not a new show, so I'm like I'm like way behind on this. So this may not be new to anybody, but if you're on the fence about watching it. Um, we've been watching Yellowstone and I am just, I'm loving it. And the first season I started watching. So for those of you who don't know, Yellowstone is just about this ranch where a bunch of shenanigans go down. It's really over the top, very crazy, but it's super cool. And it's almost like a soap opera. Yeah. It's like a soap opera with, with horses. Um, but, uh, yeah, watch Yellowstone. The first season, I didn't like anybody. I was like, what the hell is this show? Why is everybody like hyped on this show? Because everybody in this freaking, the whole cast is just miserable people. And like, this show is really dragging me down, but then it picks up. Um, and you really start to understand why those people act the way that they do and they kind of shape their characters and stuff. But Cowboys are fucking cool. Rangers are cool. It's beautiful scenery. Beautiful scenery. Yeah. Um, you get to see some super, super drip. You get cowboy shit, you know, 24 seven in that show. So it looks like freaking hangman page just like, you know, walked into the Yellowstone and grabbed all of his, uh, street gear. So yeah, check it out. Yellowstone. Good stuff. Marco Jordan, you guys watch it. I watched the first season. Yeah. Mm. I don't, I don't watch it. The only Ranger show I watch is, uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. He's the only Hell yeah. Ranger that's that what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, come Can't on. Can't hate on that. Come on, Sheena. Chuck Norris, baby. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So Sheena kind of botched on getting the listener mail up. So next week we'll be back with some listener Q&A. So be thinking of uh, some real burners for us to dig into. Uh, let's wrap this bad boy up. Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. All right. Before I hit you guys with a trivia question, uh, you can find me on 
Instagram at Chick Foley, Marco running the Twitter machine at Chick Foley show, follow all of our pod foundation, brethren, uh, turnbuckle tavern coming down the aisle and the extra cooler show at pod foundation on Instagram and join our Foley fam and all the fun we're having over there at Chick Foley show. Dot com. Yeah, we're getting back into figure sales on downside in the collection. So if you uh, if you want to get some really cool figures at some decent prices, now's the time to jump back in. Uh, we want to remind you guys to use code Chick Foley to save ten percent at Ringside Collectibles and use code PF ten to save ten percent at Chalkline. It's now time for the trivia question of the week. I'm hyped up. I'm trying to tie my own record of uh, four straight. Sheena says she's got a real banger for me right here. Yeah, so, I'm not really it. confident. I mean, Seth is Seth knows more about professional wrestling than anybody that I know. Um, I mean, he's got an encyclopedic memory that's like almost sick to think about. Um, but yeah, this question, I don't think he's going to get it. So, like, not not all questions I go into when I ask him, am I confident that he won't I get it? Most, it when, I love it when people have no faith in me. Most of the time, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to know this. But this one is a little bit obscure. So, I'm going to hit him with it and see if he can come up with the correct answer. this thing up, dude. <laughs> I hope I answer this shit in, like, two <laughs> seconds. I know. That'll be the worst. Um, what boxer was a ref for the Morales Steel Texas Death Match in 1973? God damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Read the question again slowly. Okay. Let him bo- Google it. No, I'm sitting right here. Yeah, he can't he can't Google it. We're gonna kayfabe this. Yeah. No, what, let's hear it. What boxer was a ref for the Morales Steel Texas death match <laughs> in nineteen seventy-three? Take a guess. I'm gonna say uh, I'm going to say Joe Frazier. Joe Lewis. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought about saying Joe Lewis, dude. I was thinking Joe Lewis Arena. I was like, nah, not Joe Lewis. All right. Well, it was a wild ass guess anyways. All well, right. You got Joe, right? That's impressive that you even that you even threw a guess out there. I would have just had to say pass. I don't know. I don't know any boxers from 1973 all right that is it for this week's episode of the chick Foley show we will be back next week with uh we'll be talking money in the bank we'll be talking nxt great american bash and anything else that's going on in the wide wide world of professional wrestling sheena give us some closing thoughts for this week oh man um i froze up give me some for closing thoughts Seth. <laughs> sorry I wasn't expecting you to throw me the ball, dude. Sheena's forbidden door just closed in her brain. Dude, I, I stumped Seth, that's, and I thought that was my accomplishment for the week. That's <laughs> the whole thing with the closing thoughts. It's an impromptu. Oh, well, if, uh, if you're Vince, keep those forbidden doors closed. <laughs> Don't blow your fingers off this weekend. <laughs>